Turn, if you would, in your Bibles to Psalm, Psalm 119, Psalm 119, and this morning we're going to focus uh, in total, in, in its total range from verse 9 through 16, 9 through 16, we'll have three different slides up here. Let's read together. Psalm 119 verses 9 through 16. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to the to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips, I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes. As one rejoices in great riches, I meditate on your precepts and I consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. For those of us... um, Raising young people, isn't this from about the time they're 11 or 12, the universal question, how do we keep them pure? Now, I want to ask us to ourselves, though, how do we keep us pure? How do we make sure that they have a good example in front of them all the time in our thought, in our speech, in our actions? I mean, think about it for just a moment. What do your children see when someone cuts you off in traffic? Amen. (laughs) There's a smiling going on here, right? What do your children see when your service at the restaurant maybe isn't up to par? What do your children see when they do wrong and you correct them? Because that's, that's the foundation of their purity, church. I want us to hear that. If, if we have hypocrisy in the way we handle those things, then what they come to realize or what they begin to think is, is that, well, the other stuff's not important either. Right? Jeanette and I, um, all of our children's lives, Jeanette and I have worked in the church. From from the time Peyton was born, Jeanette and I were involved with the work of the church. And one of the things that that Jeanette and I have had to be really, really, really careful of is the conversations that we have, especially when the children are around, but in general. Because they're going to measure their relationship, they're going to measure their view of the church. They're going to develop their view of the church by what they see in mom and dad. Amen. If I'm if I'm if every trip home for our children, all our children here is is how bad things are and how this person did this or that person did this, then they're going to develop that opinion of the church. They need to see a pure approach to people, to brethren from me, their father, 
from Jeanette, their mother, and then that will translate into the foundation of their purity toward life. If and follow me on this church, if I want my children to grow up pure, then they have to see purity in me. Amen. Pure. In this sense of David's psalm is to not be tainted morally. To not be tainted morally. And I want you to think about the word tainted. Anybody here want to be tainted? This doesn't sound good, does it? I mean, it sounds definitely like something you'd want to get rid of. Right? You're tainted. Give me a pill for that. I don't want to be tainted. David says here, the word pure means that as Christians, we we don't want to be morally tainted. Now, there's a lesson that Jeanette and I um, tried to hammer home and and you teenagers who have have been with us for a while, you've heard. I know you will have heard me say this. You can lose purity. And the wonderful thing about Jesus is you can also reclaim it. Remember that lesson? You can lose purity, but through Jesus, you can reclaim that purity. It's something that you can reclaim. Now, listen, as I go through this this morning and I'll review for some of these guys, it'll be the first time they heard it. So you're going to have one up on them. You know, each of us wrestles in our own way with this topic. Um, So I want to break down these verses one by one, we'll have a couple of them. We'll, we'll include two of them. And we're just going to talk about it a little bit. Look at verse 9. How can a young person stay on the path of purity? Question. Answer. By living according to your word. Uh, there's an interesting thing here. This word in the Hebrew, debar. Because you're going to see two meanings to the word word in our text today. This first meaning to the word Debar was the designation for God saying my revelation or my law. Okay, so he says, how does a young person remain pure? Pretty simple. Follow the rules. Follow my law. Do what I told you to do. Right. Um, Let me parents for just a second. How many times have you ever experienced your kid doing something you told them not to do and then they did it? And then you're in the midst of the of, of the consequence. And, and if it's not too bad, you kind of giggle and say well, they should have listened. Right now, sometimes it's hard to giggle, isn't it? Because it's big. You know, I wonder how easy it is for God to giggle sometimes when he's used word after word and page after page to warn us about something And we've just went and done it anyway. We've completely ignored it. And then we're caught in the consequence of that sin. Does God look down and giggle and say, you know, it's just my son. Man. Our purity, our purity, our ability to listen to God and follow God, understand the cost that he paid to provide that for us. David writes that a man will keep his way pure by following God's 
instructions. D.L. Moody said this. The only way to keep a broken vessel full is by keeping the faucet turned on. <laughs> uh, my I've got a I, from back when I was real fat, my knees would hurt all the time. They still hurt every so often. But I bought a hot tub because, man, that really helped my knees. And a couple of times my hot tub would get a very slow leak in it. And so I put the garden hose in it and just turned it on just a little bit enough to keep it from draining so far that it burnt the pumps up until I could get it fixed. The only way I could keep it full was to keep it. Keep the water coming in. Okay. now, given that was silly, especially when I got the water bill, but it kept my knees going. Okay, you you trade things. A lady came in this week and she said, you know, if I if I were to visit Heartland, what what would I expect when I walk in the door? And I said, well, and, and this lady and I have been working on some hard things. I said, this is what I think you could expect. It's an AA meeting for a bunch of people who are recovering selfaholics. Because you see, if if sin, if the root of sin is selfishness. Then that's really what this is, isn't it? It's a support group meeting where we all all gather at the feet of Jesus. And we celebrate by his grace and his mercy deliverance from our selfishness. That's what I want her to consider when she walks in the door, because she's so afraid right now of who she is. But we're all broken vessels and church. The only way to keep us full as broken vessels is to keep the faucet of Scripture flowing through us. Even to the point the Bible says that we are to overflow. Isn't that an awesome thought that even as broken vessels, God can fill us up so much that we overflow onto the world? That's that's how awesome his word is. And that is how we pursue, pursue purity. If we're overflowing with God's word, is there room for anything else? Church, if we're serving God like God needs to be served, if we're serving our community, if we're if we're helping and encouraging one another like really needs to happen, I can promise you something. There won't be any time for anything else. Because the needs are many. The needs are are many. Look at verses 10 through 12. It says, I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. Church, the first thing I want to say is this purity is a two way street. The one thing that David says here, and and this is so central to who he was, is at some point we all have to come to a place where we can agree with God that his word is for us too. it's not just for that guy down the street. It's not just for that guy. Right. You know, that that instruction is meant for me, too. And I have to own that before I will apply it. Amen. 
I mean, think about that for just a moment. Um, have you ever went through? Well, I, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> Preston, I about threw you under the bus, buddy. Um, poor guy. I looked at his little red head and thought, I'm not going to do that. to <laughs> You know, you, you're trying to get your your child to do something, but it's not until they realize they need it before they'll do it. Right. It's kind of like brushing their teeth or putting on deodorant. Right. You know, you can tell them all you want, but it's not till the girl at school sits next to him. Brother, you stink. And he's running home at that point. I got to get the whole box of Old Spice. I need everything. The whole kit. <laughs> Somebody's been through that. I haven't. I don't, I don't either. The word here is the second Hebrew term. It's Imrah. The Hebrew word Imrah, which translates promise. So David shifts from saying in the first word that this is the purity, the pursuit of purity is all about finding God's, you know, following God's commands, following his rules. And the second thing he says is it's all about understanding his promise. What's God's promise? Believe in my son. Follow my son faithfully and someday you'll be next to me. This is promise. And David says here, it's about putting his his ideas and the, the things that he shares with us as right and wrong into practice in our life. And then what I'll do for you is I'll fulfill my promise. And it's part of our pursuit of purity. I was on a Pilgrim's Progress soapbox this morning in Bible class and I had a quote. And I have another quote from John Bunyan who wrote Pilgrim's Progress, and it says, this book will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from this book. Please consider that for just a minute. Guys, if we if we read the Bible and we begin to apply the Bible and the Bible begins to become flesh and, and it begins to come alive in, in us with by the, by the power and the strength of the Holy Spirit, we begin to, to live out what the Bible teaches and says and instructs. That it'll keep us from sin. It'll guide us away from sin. But when we're not there, how much of the reason that we're not spending time with God and in the Word is sin? Because that's an evaluation we've got to make. It's a two-way street. Purity. Is a two way street. Teenagers, purity, purity, staying right with God, staying in God's graces, keeping yourself clean in the face of God is a two way street. It's a decision. Adults, it's a decision. That we have to make. Verse 13. With my lips. I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. Now, purity is a proclamation. Okay, the pursuit of purity is also a proclamation. Uh, Aaron Thomas and Allie Whitehair, who, who are now Aaron and Allie Thomas, began dating when she was a eighth grader. 
And he was a sophomore in high school. Now, we say dating loosely because at first it was just they came to youth group together. And uh, they came from a very uh, interesting, both from very interesting, very faithful uh, church family backgrounds. And they continued to date all the way through high school. He graduated and she was about a sophomore in high school and they continued to date as he went into college. And the commitment that they had made to one another was that they would both get through college and she wanted to be a dentist. (laughs) You would have never known that Aaron and Allie were a boyfriend and girlfriend ever. People didn't know. Because they didn't hang all over each other. They were too busy working within the church. They were too busy being involved in church. Aaron was one of our high school teachers who taught the children's Bible classes with our children's director almost every Sunday. Allie would work every other Sunday serving in the nursery with our nursery director. And the two of them remained pure because they remained focused on serving God rather than hiding from God. You follow what I'm saying? In fact, when Aaron graduated high school and it was time for them to go to the senior prom, Allie came to me one day as her youth minister and she said, Tony. And I said, yeah, Allie, what, what can I do for you? And she said, you got to help me out here. And I said, OK, well, you know, shoot, help. tell Aaron it's OK to hold my hand. This is the truth. Jeanette's my witness. This is a conversation we had. Tell Aaron it's okay to hold my hand because sometimes, sometimes I feel like maybe he doesn't like me. She said, that's all I want. She said, you know, I know we got to be careful. We double date. We make sure we have accountability all the time. She said, but please, you know, I need him. We're we're kind of at this time where I need I need I need to feel like he cares about me. Aaron and Allie Thomas now live in Memphis. They, atter- they attend a church north of Memphis uh, in, a, in a suburb community. Aaron serves as one of their fill-in teachers, congregations without a minister right now. He's on the search committee for their ministry team. He's heavily involved. And when I was in Memphis a couple weeks ago, I went and saw him. He's a small group leader, teacher in the community. He's 29 years old. And he and Allie remained pure all the way through high school, all the way through college. They kept focused on God. And now they have a beautiful daughter with no doubts about their marriage and no doubts about their parenthood. It's an awesome story that can happen when the focus is put on God's word. Purity is a proclamation. It's a process of us saying we are who we say we are. We are who he says we are. We are who he says we will be. In verse 14, I rejoice in the following. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. Listen, church, here's another thing. Purity is meant to be celebrated. It shouldn't be something we were ashamed of or we apologize for. 
shouldn't be something that we we look at our friends and say, you know, I'm really sorry. I can't I can't do that. I, it, I know, you know, I don't want you to feel I'm really sorry, but I just I can't do that. Can't go there. I can't say that. Can't can't play that game. Can't you fill in the blank? Instead, we should be celebrating purity. If you're a parent and you feel good about where the where your child is in their relationship with God, find ways to celebrate that. Teenagers, find ways to celebrate with one another when you make good choices. You do a great job for being there for each other when you make bad ones. The question is, are you enjoying being together and celebrating the good part of it? Rejoice in being together. Adults, rejoice in being together. If these little ones see us rejoicing about purity, if these little ones see us not angry because we can't go do that or we can't go, we can't do this or that, then they're going to reject it as they get older as well. They should see us rejoicing with one another. The church, not just proclaiming purity, but celebrating purity. We celebrate everything else. Right? I mean, we celebrate birthdays and we, we, we recognize funerals and anniversaries and, and all these different special days. Do we celebrate in the same way our relationship with God? Because church, it's something to celebrate. Amen. I'll start asking the walls. Amen. Well, amen. You know, the Hispanics, they're unbelievable in this. And, And about a month ago, we went to a birthday party for a wee little baby. Um, I don't know size of some of these babies around. I think it was a first or second birthday party. And we get to this party and it looks like a family reunion. I mean, almost every person from their part of their church family was there to celebrate this little one. I even went up to some people and, and, and I said to them that Alex was was cooking. And, and I said to them, I said, who are we here for? And they said, we have no idea. It's somebody's birthday. Am I right, brother? I am right, aren't I? They love celebrating with one another. And and they're celebrating nothing more than the Lord. They didn't know whose birthday it was. They just know that Jesus brought them together for an event. Plus the fact Alex was cooking. Church, do we celebrate? Because God has brought us to this place and this time. And one of the purposes is to celebrate. I'm out of time uh, here, it looks like, but I got to get this in. Purity is intentional. Purity is intentional. I want to give you four things. If you look at this word, you'll see it within its definition. Number one, purity is being aware of God in his presence. Okay, when you're making a decision, you need to be aware that God is watching. I used to tell teenagers, you guys, when you go out on a date, take this and put it right up on your dashboard. Put it right up on your dashboard. Because I guarantee you, before you do anything stupid, you're going to look at that and think about it. And one of them one time even told me, he said, you know, you told us to put the Bible on the dashboard. And I said, yeah, he said, I got to admit, before I picked her up, I threw it in the trunk. (laughs) Now, he thought about it. Amen. 
He thought God, I had him thinking. You got to be aware of God's presence Two, deliberately speak or deliberately seeking God and his spiritual guidance. You have to be deliberate, church, in seeking purity. It doesn't happen by chance. You have to be deliberate. You better plan ahead. You better think about what you're going to say before you say it. You better think about what that relationship means to you before you go running into this conversation. You better think ahead. You better be deliberate. Young people, you best be thinking about that date night before you go. You best be setting those boundaries before you ever leave. Because if you're not deliberate, sin will grab you. Conscious, you must consciously look for God's presence and existence and the opportunities that he gives you to share when you're in them. Look, church, it's a proclamation. It's your opportunity to share God, not just to hear him, not just to know it, not just to act it out. You best be sharing it. Yesterday, a group of people were over at Synergy Services at the battered women's shelter, and they were sharing their purity, their relationship with God. People saw them serving out of their relationship. And finally, this purposefully and unapologetically pursue God's idea of purity. We do not have to apologize to the world for trying to be like God wants us to be. We don't have to apologize to the world because we define purity a certain way. Because we embrace a certain value. That's not for us to apologize. Now, we don't use that as a reason to hate. But we also don't have to apologize for who we are. Because God made us that way. In his image, God made us. Purity is intentional. And the last part of this is just this. Purity is your responsibility. Look at, just real quickly, um, look at verse 16. Turn back to it here. I done got lost. Started preaching and got lost. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. Here's your responsibility. When you pursue a life that's not pure, you neglect the word of God. That's the two way street. God doesn't change the word. God sets the word up on your dashboard. You're the one that's got to go open the trunk and throw it in the trunk. When we make those choices, church, we neglect the word of God. And here's what it does to us. It it hinders our ability to pursue and to someday achieve the goal. Second Thessalonians 2.15 says this. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold fast in the teachings we passed on to you whether by word of mouth or by letter. How can a young person stay pure? My argument today is that our young people will stay pure by the word of God and the example of God's people in their lives. Same way you'll stay pure, the same way I'll stay pure. That's our sermon 
for this morning. We're going to stand up and sing. Maybe there's something going on in your life you need help with. Maybe maybe you're ready. Maybe you're ready to to consciously and passionately and unapologetically pursue your relationship with God. It can start here this morning while we stand and sing.